come. I have missed Bible say of usually we're able to be there on Tuesdays, but I'm having to be more up in the offices and do that. And I just appreciate being with you guys and seeing your faces. It's exciting to see what God continues to do in this Bible study. Um, the s- subject I have is the strategy of promised land living. <coughs> and I had um, made these notes several months ago when I wasn't feeling good. I had some time at home and just praying and, and seeking the Lord. And he gave me this outline and this study. So about two and a half weeks ago, I pulled it all out and looked at it and thought, why did I write that down? You know. <laughs> Anyone that's taught or just even planned things, you kind of know why. Did, why did I write that phone number down? There's no name to it, right? <laughs> so it occurred to me, promised land. What does that look like to us? So I I got to thinking about, of course, the Israelites and and the Lord promising them land of milk and honey. And I got to thinking, Kim, what is promised land to you? And promised land to me is never have to fix dinner again. Uh, no laundry to be done or put away. See, I can do the laundry. It's the putting away part that's still a challenge for me. Um, you know, making sure that Windows 10 never gets upgraded in my computer, <laughs> those kind of things. Promised land living. I want you to think about for a minute, seriously, what would be promised land living for you today? What is it? Because we are in promised land living because of what Jesus did on the cross. Because you received him as your personal savior. He has made you joint heirs in Christ with him. Promised land. What is your promised land? Think about that for a few minutes as we go through this study. In Romans 8, 16 and, t- and 17 it says, We are joint heirs in Christ. And that means that we have no hand-me-downs, no leftovers, Christ's portions for us is his portion. And as we look at the first point, inherit your inheritance. In Ephesians 1.3, it says, He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I'll read the whole verse. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing. The Bible in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is very well known. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, creation. No old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Just recently, I was looking at my closet. And, you know, through the years of my transition of body size, I have clothes that are in the very top shelf that if I ever get to that other size again, I will get into it. Anybody relate to that? They're old, but, you know, they in time, they will come back in style. <laughs> right? Sometimes we do that with our walk with Jesus. We forget that, you know, you don't have to keep it up on the shelf, Kim. You can get rid of it because I have something new for you today. New manna, new, something new. New spiritual blessings. And then the scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, our weapons are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Even this sharing last week that Marty did, we recognize that we war 
there is a war, there is a battle, and there are demons, and there are, the enemy is there. He is here to kill, steal, and destroy, but God is greater. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So inherit your inheritance. The promised land, you, in the promised land, you do not have to fight for victory. You fight from victory. Do you see the difference? Joshua said to the Israelites in Joshua 24, 28, so Joshua let the people depart, each to his own inheritance. So why do we struggle with the f and fret over life's challenges and, and, and frustrations and difficulties? I know why. I know why I do. It's because I'm human. But Christ... Now, what that means in a practical way for each one of us is different, I believe. In Christ, we are more than conquerors. In Christ, he has empowered us and given us the power to do great things in his behalf. According to our inheritance, we have the access to the joy of the Lord, peace that passes all understanding, God's promises to meet all of our needs. There's two possibilities we don't know why we do not grab hold of our inheritance. One is we don't believe in our inheritance. It's not on your outline, but it's just something that came to me as I was re-looking at everything this evening before I came over. We don't know about our inheritance, and we don't believe in our inheritance. Those are the two things. Either you didn't know, and but now you do because we're talking about it, or you don't believe it's for you. Just recently, I was speaking to one of our children who happens to be out of the area. And uh, we were talking about um, just getting things in order, Tim and I, and, and our um, resources that we've had that God has blessed us with, and getting it down on paper, you know, living trust. And he mentioned, he says, well, I know, Mom, I, sh I won't be getting much. I said, well, why would you say that? You're one of my three children. Of course you would. And all of a sudden... It occurred to me he really didn't think he was going to get an equal portion. Sometimes the enemy lies to us this way. Agreed? He lies to us and thinks that, you know what? Carol's going to get a double portion because not only can she teach, she can sing, she probably can act, <laughs> you know, all these things. And all I do is take care of the babies in the nursery. Anybody? See how the enemy, cate we categorize and he just affirms it? Right? And we know it's the lie of the enemy. His portion is for all of us. See, the difference is Joshua took God at his word and set about the task of inheriting the land. Promised land people say, I was weak, but now I'm getting stronger. I'm a victor in spite of my surroundings. These days are good, and God will get me through. Your second point is don't forget to remember. Amen. Don't forget to remember. In First Chronicles 16, 11 and 12, it says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and judgments of his mouth. We need to remember what God has done in the past in your life. The testimonies, not only your testimony, but the testimony of others. 
it's really important we share our story. We share our testimonies of what, how God has answered prayer. Create a trophy room in your heart. Tre- create a trophy room in, our heart, in your heart. Each time you experience victory, place a memory on the shelf. And then before you face a challenge, take a quick tour of God's accomplishments in the past. Remember what he's done for you. Miracle, seen and not seen. Create a trophy room in your heart. So I have a question before we go to the next point. What is your Jericho? You see, they were in the promised land, but they were still having to battle. These um, areas were infiltrated with some very evil people. That's where they lived. Canaanites would sacrifice babies and virgins. Very, very evil. So what is your Jericho? What wall or stronghold or city has been fortified in your mind? What area has been fortified in your mind that you just cannot seem to figure out how to, to battle through? I was thinking about that myself, and and I was thinking about the Jericho in my mind can be my physical body because I'm getting a little bit older, not really old, just a little bit older. But it's a city fortified in my mind. It's a wall that I can't break down. I can't get, get through. And the point three is follow your commander. We don't have to face our Jericho alone. God's presence is part of our inheritance. I was uh, had the privilege of doing the PowerPoint for the last Deeper uh, One class, and Pastor Paul, who spoke this last Sunday, um, had shared, he's sharing on worship, and he reminded and said to us, you need to take time and just worship the Lord wherever you are, even in your car, just turn off the radio and worship God. And I uh, mentioned about pa- practicing the presence of God, the book, and then I was reminded of a teaching that I heard that Every time you come to a stop sign, anybody get really frustrated when the light's red and it's red and it's red and it's red and it's red? Like the one on Lakeview, not to mention. That when that's happening, keep your eyes open, of course, but begin to pray and see what God does. See the, begin to pray specifically, either pray in the spirit or pray specifically. Taking those moments that you are stuck sitting there waiting for that light and use that practicing the presence of God. We need to stop looking at the size of the walls and the amount of bricks, but we need to look to the commander. That's what Joshua did. A good a good example for us. The scripture in Hebrews, I will never leave you or f- abandon you. I will never f- fail you or abandon you in the NLT version. I love Psalm 16:5. You, O Lord, are my portion, my inheritance, and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. Now, some of us may not feel that way right now, tonight. But the truth of the matter is, is that your lines have been fallen in pleasant places. There's this worship song they've been singing lately. You're good, God. You're good. And sometimes we just need to say that. 
God, you're good. I trust you. Even though it's raining, pouring down rain, and there's a storm, I know you're good. I think about my children, even as they're older now and forget to call me. I think about them. I would never want harm to my children. How much more the Lord doesn't want to give us harm. That's not his intent. He loves me more than I could even consider, and he loves you the same. Promised land living, it's going to take some work. Because once we get in our promised land, once we're here, we have to be diligent. And the point four is take it all. Take it all. You see, Joshua's goal was to establish Israel and Canaan by taking the land, neutralizing the enemy armies, and eliminating the major seats of authority, which is what he did. The inheritance was for everybody, but the assignments were individual. The inheritance is for all of us, but each person's assignment is individual. Each territory was different. Each tribe, family, and person was to then drive out the remaining enemies, to build, to cultivate, and find their lot in life and dwell in it. Then think about that. And as you read the scriptures, you'll see that some of these people just settled in and didn't go forward and drive all the enemies out, and they cohabitated with them. They didn't receive the full inheritance, the full benefit of the inheritance. Even though it was there, God gave them a grant deed, and they did not take it. I think about that in my own life. What have I been giving up? What territory or area in my life have I just, oh, well, I guess it's this not going to happen. When I thought about that and I asked you to have your promise, I wanted to encourage you that God has given you that promise for you to take it all. Springboard off of those promises. It's like um, recently around our table we were just discussing. I went and had um, physical, just yearly thing we need to do. And my um, family has a history of diabetes. So every time I go, I'm always a little bit concerned because there's history there and of course they love to write down all your history and breast cancer my mom had breast cancer all these things so every time you go you think you know and I and I remember saying to the Lord Lord you're faithful and you're true now I could just put my head in the sand and not have the blood test work done that that's a solution or is it the nurses in this room are going, are you kidding me? <laughs> but the truth is, is that the Lord is right there with us, and thankfully everything has come out well. Um, I think that this is an important part of facing those fears and those circumstances and those areas that you're just not confident in, you're, you're fearful of. It's really important that you take hold and take it all. You see, God has done this for you and me, and Jesus paid it on the cross. So now we have our rightful place here on earth. It's amazing how much we just let it go. Oh, well. 
you know, we're in a fallen world, oh well. No, we are to take the ground, take the rightful place. My last point of taking it all also has to do with your gifts. God has given you gifts, and these gifts are different combinations. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7, it says, Each person has been given something to do that shows who God is. And 1 Corinthians 12, 4, I think I turned it on her. Speak about diversities of gifts and ministries as he wills for the profit of all. As he wills. If anyone ministers, let him do it with all the ability that God has supplied. You see, ability reveals destiny. What do you do well? What's some of the things you do well? What do people ask you to do again and again? Um, speaking of laundry, I have shrunk my husband's shirt so many times, he doesn't ask me anymore. <laughs> and he does his own shirts. I don't do that well. I do other things well, but not that. Um, I have we have a, a great lady um, at up in the office that's just the best cook, and whenever we have potlucks, we always ask her, please bring the dish, and we'll just, you know, go to Ralph's and buy stuff. <laughs> what tasks come easily to you? What topics keep your attention? Your skill set is your roadmap. It leads you to your own territory. Take note of your strengths, but don't rest in those strengths. Know that only God empowers, right? The world says you can be all that you want to be, but that's not true, right? Those strengths are the bread crumbs, crumbs that lead you to out of the wilderness. The Lord has already given you all the land you possess. You need to take it all. Okay, so what does that mean for you and me? And I'm almost done. First, identify and pull down the strongholds, the Jericho walls. Identify and pull down. See, Kim, I don't have a clue. Ask God. Ask the Holy Spirit. There's something about the Holy Spirit. He does tell you. <laughs> you might speak it through other people's or even a message that you might hear. S number two, don't give up. Just don't give up. And you know what? We need each other around your table. You know, just say, hey, I'm having a little tough time here. Don't give up. It's okay to share. Um, just recently, I connected with somebody that um, I just said, you know, I just need someone to pray with me. Can you just pray with me? And we just shared together, talked a little bit about the issue I was having. And not a whole lot. Didn't need to say a whole lot. Because, you know, when you pray in the spirit, or you pray for one another, you don't need all the details. And... um God needs us to be open to one another and be careful. Make sure it's people that you can trust in the sense that they'll pray, <laughs> I guess. We're not all going to be perfect. But if they put it in the church bulletin, you know you can't trust them. <laughs> um, third, use your arsenal. Use your arsenal. Your arsenal is God's word, as Marty so clearly shared. Eat the word. Chew the word, the bread of life. You know, I have no problem not remembering to eat, but, you know, sometimes you forget about reading the word. Um, say hit the save button of scriptures in your life. Just, you know, even when I wasn't feeling good, I was reading the word. I thought, oh, I'm not getting anything out of this. But you know what? You're chewing the word. You're getting it in your spirit, and eventually the Lord will utilize it. Pray. And you women are prayer warriors. I know that. But uh, you know what? We need to pray. We need to pray more. We need to let that be the first thing. 
and I'm working on that myself. So just encourage you to, and then share your story, share your testimony. Share your story. We just talked about that, 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 that we can encourage one another when I'm having a tough time to hear a testimony. Just tonight, someone shared a great story and it encouraged me that, okay, I can, I can use that part of my arsenal. Obviously, there's more worship, intercession. You know, there's so gifts of helps. We know that. Four, live in freedom. You know what? You are an inheritant child of God. You are his child. Live in freedom. Don't succumb to the bondage and the, and the slavery that the enemy has given you. You know, many of you ladies work outside of the home and in a workplace that may not be Christian. We'll just say it that way, Christ-like. Live in freedom. Know that he has given you all that you need. Um, my husband just recently um, was working in the office, and he says the owners use worse foul language that, that you would even consider. I mean, it's just crazy, and they're the boss. Kim, they're the boss. And I says, well, I'm going to pray the Lord give you an opportunity to speak to that boss, <laughs> you know, because it's just not necessary. It's not even necessary, <laughs> but it's the boss. Anybody have those kind of scenarios or not? But it's so-and-so, you know, as I went back before, pray and ask God and then live in that freedom. Receive what God has graciously, graciously given to you. Walk by faith, move forward, and be you. Our prayer focus tonight, when I was asked to do it, I really have a real heart's desire that you around your table will take hold of the promises that was written beforehand and at your table, just allow the Lord to use you. But I was asked to give a prayer focus, and I'll read it. Um, thank him for the past victories and promised land benefits in your life, seen and not seen. Ask God to identify the areas that you need to take, ca uh, take back by faith in victory. So, Lord, we receive your word tonight. And I thank you for each one of these women, that they are women of your word and women that believe and pray. But, Lord, we are reminded again, Lord Jesus, that we are joint heirs in Christ. And I pray, God, whatever areas right now in our promised land living that we have released or just kind of set back and allowed the enemy to take a foothold, Lord, we repent of that and we ask, Jesus, that you break down those walls of Jericho in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord, bless you in your time of prayer. And